ever done before and we're simulcasting on Instagram live and on Facebook live so this is relationshifting nobody can see you look at they can't see you there they can see, they can see Jack Joe why is he here <laughs> why are you here Jack is from Vegas if anybody doesn't know the story so first of all welcome to relationshifting I'm Richie it's my wife Barbara Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We're here every Friday for the next, I don't know, 100 years or so, because uh, I don't plan on dying anytime soon. Um, neither do you? No. Okay. No That's a good thing. And we want to thank the lovely owners of Toby's Bar in Plymouth for having us here and giving us this amazing space. Um, we're really appreciative of that. Would right? be us. Yeah, we're the owners. <laughs> So thank you for coming here, and uh, like I said, Jax, Jax is here, and uh, for all you podcast listeners out there, because this is streaming to our podcast as well, called Relation Shifting, and uh, Jax is here in a little story about Jax before we get started. So I was at a uh, seminar last uh, August, uh, Tony Robbins seminar, Business Mastery 1 in Las Vegas, and the last day of the conference... All the teams are trying to raise money for various um, nonprofits and you know to do good things, organizations. So I come up in the elevator, head into the conference, and as soon as the doors open, I come out and we're at the Cosmopolitan, and there they be, four little dogs on the floor with these people, and it's like it was like a magnet. It was like they threw, threw a line to me and they reeled me in. So I am such a dog lover. I went over there and uh, I sat on the floor with them and played with the dogs because it was more important than what Tony was saying. I'm only kidding, Tony. Yeah, but it was. So anyway, I went and I played with the dog and this little guy jumped up in my arms and kissed me. And that was the kiss of what? The kiss of death. No, it wasn't. It was a kiss of love. So I FaceTimed Barbara and... Uh, she goes, can we have him? And I said, I asked the girl, can I have him? She goes, yeah. It's like, I'm leaving tomorrow for Boston. She goes, that's okay. I said, I need paperwork. I need vets to sign off. I need to bring him, to, bring him on the airplane. And she goes, yeah, no problem. So what happened? She said, okay. That's so what happened. I went, uh, here. she called me and I went to the, uh, the next morning I get up from the hotel, went to the animal shelter. Before that, I went to, uh, what was it, whatever, Petco, and I shopped for Jax. I got him a little bag, some bones, some toys for Herbie and Gizzy, our other two guys that are behind us, and uh, I went and picked him up, and we Ubered to the airport. We flew first class home, and uh, he's been with us ever since. So that's Jax from Vegas. He's got a little edge on him. We're not sure if he's, um... hey, Willem, how are you? <laughs> We're not sure if he's... Um angry because he doesn't like the cold weather here or he was having a good time in Vegas but he's giving me these evil eyes <laughs> so oh, no. that's the story about Jax so if anybody's got any questions about parenting relationships we're here for you and if not like always our lovely dedicated followers have given us plenty to go from so yeah that's Jax William was in uh He's from Australia, and yeah. Let me see. I'll show you Jax, yeah. <laughs> see, he's touchy. He's See, that's Jax, yeah. He doesn't want to be Will, bothered. William was one of the ones that he was, uh, his group was, uh, had the N N ASPCA there to give away Jax. To, ah. Yeah, yeah, their team was uh, doing Jax. So, that's why you're here. Ah, we love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, we don't know if he loves us yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he loves me. He loves me. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. 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 You're good. Okay. Good. So we got nobody's no no questions. So here we go. We got a lot of stuff here tonight. We're not gonna um, get through it all. Okay. Pick one. I'm gonna pick it. Mm, there you go. Okay. <gasps> Okay. It's very distracting. All right, nobody's touching you. It's okay. 
Okay, so first question. So my 14-year-old has been missing... <laughs> He's got to go. No. He's going back to Vegas. You want to go back to Vegas? No, he doesn't want to go back. So my 14-year-old has been missing since Friday. He rolled up this morning at 6.15 a.m., came in, took a shower, got dressed, walked out to go to school. When I walked out to see him, I could say something to him. He came over and he gave me a big hug. He said, I'm just going to be straight up with you. And he showed me his left forearm and he had gotten a tattoo. He's my grandson and his mother died six and a half years ago. And he got her tattooed. He got her name tattooed on his arm. He said, I'm starting to realize some things now that I have this. I knew where he had gotten a tattoo. I could feel it in my bones last night while I was sitting on my couch. I just knew it had happened. I can't explain it. If that's what it takes to turn this kid around, I'm all for it. I pray that this is one thing that just for today helps, helps and moves forward and not backwards. One day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. Prayers from all of us. What are your thoughts? So, I guess my thoughts is that um, he's still struggling. I mean, it's been six and a half years, but there's no time frame on, on loss and, you know, you know, people passing in our lives. There's such a finality to it. I mean, and you know, you can't put a time frame. So he's coping how how he feels he should cope. I mean, when Barbara and I lost Richie, you know, we still have our days. So I think you got to let him explore and tattoo his whole body up if that's what he needs to do. And so I, I got a few tattoos myself <laughs> after Richie passed. And like your grandson, I did it for, um, for a couple of reasons. One, each tattoo that I got uh, tells a story about, uh, about our lives together and about my son and as a family what we did together and how we enjoyed life. So when people ask me about a tattoo, I get to share one of those magical moments with him and tell them a story about how we lived and how, how Richie lived. And I'm guessing your grandson did the same thing for pretty much the same reasons. So, you know, he's going to get tattoos. Let him go and let him, let him figure it out because that's what he's doing right now. All, you, all I would recommend is that tell him not to go above the neck because once you go up here, your job, your job prospects go gets smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> so, so uh, just have him be careful about that. But otherwise, you know, let him do it. You know, and also the second thing, uh, you know, telling the story. The second thing of why I got my tattoos, in the in, in the beginning was that um, I got them because when I was getting them, I felt alive. If that makes any sense. Because after you lose somebody, there's this, there's this deadness you feel inside. You know, your heart has been ripped out and, and you don't know what to do to get that sensation of, of, of living again. So when they take a needle and they carve your arm up for eight hours in a sitting, um, you feel like you're living. You feel like you're alive and you're not in this nightmare. So let him go. Let him do what he needs to do and uh, just guide and support him on his journey and uh, you're doing a great job as a grandma so hope that helps another one are you gonna help me tear today or are you just gonna sit with the dog no I'm going to help you yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get some support from her okay this is a nice easy one Richie and Barbara so my da my daughter had a friend stay over last night on a school night her and her friend woke everyone up at 1.30 in the morning, messing around and banging. I can just tell by her language that she's not happy. I have now grounded her and told her that she is not allowed to sleep over on her birthday anymore. She is not happy with me and is now refusing to eat. Eat her tea. Okay, I don't know what she means there. She's refusing to eat. She's going on a hunger strike and I have... And have I done the right thing, or am I being too harsh? No, you did the right thing. 
You're nothing like I did the right thing. So why did you do the right thing? Because it's a school night. Mm -hmm. It's not enough that she allow her to uh, have a friend over. She didn't respect the uh, peace and quiet after hours. So people have to get up, go to work, and so did she. So, uh, yeah, definitely. So, so do you think this mom told the daughter and her friend that they couldn't get up in the middle of the night and make noise? Did she or did she not? I'm asking you. What if she didn't tell them that? That they would do it. So was the mother being too harsh if they didn't explain the rules? Oh, please. Yeah, they should know that. They shouldn't know that. Yeah. How, how is a child supposed to know that? How old is the daughter? I don't know. She's a teenager. Whatever. Okay. Wow. I don't know. Whatever she is, it doesn't matter. If she's not explaining the rules, then how are you supposed to know that there are rules that are going to be broken and that there are punishment and then the punishment is never again for the rest of her birthdays until she dies that well i don't know i don't know maybe maybe it happened you know it sounds to me like it happened before because you know um why would she be so upset if she didn't know the rules so okay so barbara said that you were right that i would say that you're wrong because i think that um you didn't lay the ground rules for her. And what's, what parents do is that they, they lay down these rules and they're ob oblivious. They're, you know, in their heads and they're not specific. There are no reasons behind the rules and then there were no consequences for the rules. So I'm gonna guess, just by reading this, that this mom didn't say, hey honey, you know, quiet time is like 10 o'clock you can't be, you know, smashing down walls and stuff at 1.30 in the morning because we have to work. Right? So that's what I'm saying. I think you're too harsh. Well, I think it's a common sense, too. Not for a child, a teenager. That's all they want to do yeah, is play. Well. I love disagreeing, right? <laughs> they need boundaries, right? So I think you're being too harsh. You should apologize. Restate the rules for her Apologize. and let her in. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, see, I love this. Wow. It's a good thing we don't have little kids anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> my whole perspective has changed. So I think that, you know, she should go and talk with her daughter. And really, if she didn't explain the rules to her, then I think she should tell her that, you know, she was wrong. She's sorry she didn't explain the rules to her and that next year she can have her friend over for her birthday, even if it's a school night, but outline the rules specific, the reason why there's a rule and consequences for breaking the rule. Because when we make them up and we go off the cuff, what do the kids do? They go on hunger strikes, okay? And you don't want your kid on a hunger strike. I hope that answers your question. We got another one? Are we going to be divorced by the end of this? Probably. <laughs> we may be divorce, divorce shifting later, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a long one. I'm going to cut, cut it down. Okay. Um, I have five-year-old twins born a minute apart. During the newborn months, they were inseparable, blah, blah, blah. Um, speed of relationship. My interpretation, so one of the kids, so she's got twins, one of the kids is exhibiting bad behavior. Uh, he's a pathological liar. Five-year-old is pathological liar. Okay. He will not tell you the truth until you ask him a question three or four times. I don't mean questions to which an honest answer could cause problems for him, just normal questions. What did you do today? Who did you play with? What did you eat? Okay, that's that's interrogation. You should be uh, you should go get a job at law enforcement or be a lawyer. He absolutely refuses to make eye contact when speaking or being spoken to. He is consistently using a baby voice as he is reminded every time to speak to use his big boy voice. You know what he feels like when you tell him to use his big boy voice at five years old? He feels really, really small. So what is he going to do? He's going to use that big boy voice even more. Oh, my God. 
Okay, so uh, I asked a pediatrician about possible ADHD. I don't know if I'm going to get through this one. ADHD at five years old? Why? Because he won't listen to you. Because you're not speaking his language. We'll start with that. I asked a PD, okay, he, he said he's a bit young to diagnose, and six would be better. Oh my God, all you doctors out there, if you are, if you are diagnosing a six-year-old with ADHD, you should have your license taken away from you. Okay? You need to get to the root problem of things and not just diagnose them with ADHD and, and fill them up with drugs for the rest of their lives so they have a nice label on them. I can't even get through this. Um, she had his tonsils, his tonsils are a bit big and whatever, blah, blah, blah. My problem is that his brother is so different. Okay, listen to this. <laughs> she says, I want to think this is normal five-year-old shit. What's my problem? My problem is that his brother is so different and more in tune with my personality than our relationship is, so he's easy and genuine. I'm constantly suppressing thoughts of why can't you be more like your brother. That's another problem. So you think you're suppressing those thoughts? You're not. It's the energy you're putting off. You don't think a five-year-old can sense that, that negativity? And, you know, you, it seems like, you know, parents were supposed to love our kids the same. But I got to say that he's feeling that vibe off you that, that you don't love him because he's not like his brother. Well, I, I, I might have said that before that... Um, um you say nasty things to the kids and kids still will love you because you're the mother or the father, but they will start hating themselves. So you have to be very um, careful in such a you know, young age um, what you say to them. So then she goes on to say, when the youngest is around, I find myself rolling my eyes and scoffing and just being a mean, borderline bully asshole. That's the language you're using, mom borderline bully asshole you don't think I can sense it in your text <laughs> I could sense it in your email imagine being in your presence what you must be you're overburdening I mean rolling your eyes and scoffing that's my mom says he is a mirror image of me at that age well flash forward today I hate my dad for now he treated for how he treated me growing up and I'm treating my youngest son the exact same way why because we model our parents we model what they do and if your dad was a bully to you hence you're going to be a bully to your son and I think that you know him being like you that irritates the hell out of you and it makes you angry and you want him to change because I'm gonna say it you probably don't love yourself okay and then that's what puts me in tears I know deep down the damage I'm doing in our relationship and the lack of self-esteem he's gaining as a result and need to change if you have any exercises or tips or fuck anything my son needs <laughs> Oh, this was a dad. Dude, you should have said it, said it to me earlier. Okay, dad. That makes a lot more sense. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I wish you told me that earlier that you were a dad. So, so what do you tell him? What do you tell him? Well, first I've got to consider, uh, you know, consider his age. You know, kids at that age, they, um... Uh, um, by the time of five, they already developed their own personalities. And um, by being, um, you know, harsh with him, bully, and with nasty things, he is not, he def definitely not learning anything good from you, but all the bad things. So maybe show some love, understanding. Um, maybe do things with him. And, uh, you know, things like, one-on-one, -on -one. take him to lunch, take him to a ballpark, playground. Um, what about the brother? Maybe movies. What about the brother? He's got the twins. I understand that, but maybe he needs the attention. Ah, to make him feel Just more loved. himself, yeah. Mm. Like that, great idea. And what I would say is that um, you need to find a way to love yourself. 
I mean, you got all this negative energy around. You got to do something that before you can love anybody else, you know, especially somebody like you, you need to get in touch with who you are inside. And um, your kid's going to grow up not in a good place, um, especially if you're thinking about how you want him to be so much like his brother. And, and kids feel that. So you got to find a way, maybe therapist, yeah. maybe... Maybe a coach, maybe he's, somebody to... He is definitely not his brother, as you see that already. And he is his own person. And just love him for whoever he is. Um, all our kids are different. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I guess one more and thing... that's the challenge we have to go through as a parent. And I guess one more thing in closing, it's uh, I would ask you, um, have you forgiven your dad? You know, if he was a bully to you, have you forgiven him? Have you actually said those words or forgiven them, you know, in your heart and, and let that go and not carry that around with you? Because that's, uh, that's something that sounds like it's weighing on you as well. Okay? And, and Herbie, Herbie always agrees with what I say. That's why I love Herbie. You know, he's my second wife. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, uh, I hope that, that helped you a little bit. Anybody have any questions? No. Nobody's got any questions. It's okay. Oh my God! This is oh, yeah. Okay, so I I come down. It's all good. Okay. Um, my daughter is thirteen and is a sweet girl. Depression runs in my husband's side of the family, and they are not the best at managing their mental health. So I love that blaming the husband side. It's awesome. There were some behaviors over the summer that pointed to signs of depression to me and made me decide to put my daughter in therapy. That's great. Okay, so one thing, she's 13. All you parents out there that want to put your kids in therapy, the first thing the kids think about therapy, most kids, is that um, they're narcs, they're rats, and whatever they say, whatever they say to their therapist, it's going to go back to their parents. So that's why there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of um, they don't want to go. So that's that. Um, so let's see. So um, over the summer, signs of depression. So I have told that this that I have told this therapist point blank that I'm not interested in my 13-year-old having social media right now. But it's a topic that seems to come up in their sessions a lot. And the therapist wants me to me to see if we can work out a way for her to have social media. I'm annoyed. Okay. Why are you annoyed? Why are you annoyed that you want to control her not having social media? She only wants what every other kid on the face of this planet wants. And I would ask... Especially today. And I would want to... I would just ask you a question to do some self-reflection on yourself. It's like saying... Why do I want to control this so much? Why do I want her not to have social media? What am I afraid of? And Barbara's got to let... Because we're door people. We have to let the dogs in and out. So today I talked to my daughter's doctor. And for the daughter's depression, she said that she would like to see my daughter getting exercise five times a week. <laughs> She's pretty slim but doesn't exercise. And she told me to get a blue therapy light. We're going to see how that goes for a minute, and then if it doesn't work, she wants to look at some medicine options. Oh, my God. Is there, how many more of these are there? You guys out there with your doctors and your medicine, they can't help you. They can't help you because they're not trained to help you. Doctors are not trained to help anybody unless you want to you want to get doped up and be in a fog for the rest of your life. So of course, we're going to get some we're going to do something easy. Let's give you a blue light like came out the blue light special. Let's put a spinning blue light in there. Have her do some exercise and if that doesn't work, we're going to dope her up cuz that's going to fix her problem. You get 15 minutes in the doctor's office and that's what you get. I get so passionate about this. Forget about getting to the root cause of the problem and why she's depressed. You know, maybe it's the annoying mother that's annoyed okay so well, it, mom you got to step back for a second well, and it really doesn't always it doesn't always have to do with that it could be 
it could be issues with best friends, a boyfriend, or whatever, because, you know, things like that happen at 13. <laughs> so definitely, you know, maybe um, just talk to the child, it's you know, clever. what's going on. But if she's depressed and the depression runs in the family, I don't see that, you know, that the blue light could not help. You don't know that. Hi, None Barbara. of us know Hi, how Janelle. that's going to work. Hi, Ruth. And um, the other thing is, um, what was the blue light and what? Blue light special. She's off, The doctor's offering a blue light special, some exercise. She's really thin, some exercise. Well, and it might help. And maybe exercise medicine. Exercise relieves stress, yeah. Okay. So, so we, we differ in a lot of things. That's what makes us great parents. She's on one side of the thing and I'm on the other side. I think. Is Matt on here? Okay. So there's nobody to comment. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. So, okay. So, um, the doctor, the doctor, okay. So she wants to, the doctor implored me not to give my daughter social media right now, especially while she's trying to get her depression under, under control. I meet the therapist Friday and my gut is that with the doctor right now, social media isn't something she needs. I feel like that would compound her depression. Okay, so I hate to keep back going back on this, is that um, everybody's reading a child's mind and nobody's asking her. I mean, maybe she's depressed because she doesn't have social media. Because a child, teenager, 13 years old, she's looking to fit in. She's looking to discover her tribe. She's looking for that social connection and it's all done with, with these things. Okay, so by you not giving that to her, maybe that's why she's depressed. So I love that the doctor and you are reading her mind, and that's fantastic. Um, you should do a, a show like this and read people's minds. I'm sorry to be like that, but for you to be recommended medicine and therapy without actually talking to the girl and trying to get to the root of her problem, that's kind of scary. So, okay, so let me just go through this. Last time the therapist said I was kind of being unfair because my daughter was getting left out of things that her peers do. Bingo. She mentioned, and my daughter agreed with her, having Instagram and having the password to check it whenever I want. But that isn't the issue. The issue is I don't need my vulnerable, depressed 13-year-old daughter comparing herself to other people on a platform that highlights things she doesn't need to be focused on right now. Well, they will do that anyway. So what does she need to be focused on right now? Because clearly, you know, you see her as vulnerable, depressed, and you think she's going to compare herself to everybody else on that platform. And that's, was, that's something she doesn't need to be focused on right now. I mean, is that what you feel about yourself? Is, are you comparing yourself? That's the question I'd ask to the mom. Are you comparing yourself to, to others on Instagram and social media? And is that what you're afraid of? What do you think? Hmm? I, um, I just said she is a, she's a normal 13 and that's always to it. Mm-hmm. So I would love to change out the therapist because the therapist, I guess, isn't isn't thinking the way you do. But my daughter really likes her and my daughter has made strides of improvement with her relationship with her sister because of the therapist. That's fine. Leave it alone. I don't want to seem like I'm unwilling to budge, but right now I just want to get her mental health good. I feel social media would be the opposite of that. I don't know what I'm even asking. Maybe just venting because I know. Friday, I'm going to be a bad mom again, and I get tired of that title. Okay. So, the whole Instagram thing and you getting her password, that doesn't work. Because you're going to break trust with her, and things are going to get worse. So, what you can do, you have two options. You can keep on the path you are with this therapist, and maybe they're going to give her medication, and then you're going to have a daughter that's that's not really there that's distant that's in a fog constantly and if that's what you think she needs you know um, I guess you're gonna be your, your call in the end yeah and you're not gonna be a bad mama because 
it's a it's a crazy world today so if you have passwords and you're checking out her things i don't see anything wrong with that not at 13. yeah so that's I, my opinion and my opinion is i don't agree with that i think if you're going to give it to them let them have it and trust them that you did a good no, it's great gotta job be open it's got to be open i again i disagree yeah. because i think you have to trust them and trust that you did an amazing job as a parent and you got to this point and uh, let them have at it until you see something different. So what if you gave it to her? And what if she snapped out of it like that and became the most amazing 13-year-old in the world? Isn't that a, something that could, you could try that's better than the blue light special or giving her uh, meds and, and doping her up? I mean, what, what could you lose? What's the worst thing that could happen? I guess that's the question. What's the worst thing that could happen if you gave her Instagram for a week and see how it went? You can always take it away and be that bad mom that you were telling yourself you were. So why not give that a try? I hope that helps. Um, that was a long one, but the blue light special got me. That's what I'm tagging this episode as, the blue light special. I think you're going to be a uh, bad mom till she turns 18, and even after that, maybe a little bit longer. 25! If anybody wants to know eventually, when... Eventually, you know, let's hope they're going to thank you for being a bad mom. Children, yeah. children don't mature until they're at least 25. Sorry, guys. 25. You know, all the hormones and stuff going through their body. So you got to nurture them. Nurture them and love them and honor them and talk to them eye to eye. I'm going to be on top of them, too. <laughs> okay, give me another one. Give me another one. Anybody get questions? No. Hey, Mike. Turn a light on. You'll depress. Turn a light on, or you'll depress us all. I have the lights on. So this this Facebook feed is in uh, a candy dish. <laughs> that's that's maybe a little bit better. I'm gonna shut the fireplace off because I'm baking in here. The dogs are sweating. It's so hot in here. Why does he have a Why does he have a coat on? Because he's a little he's a little munchkin. Okay. He's a parrot. My daughter, seven seven years old, has been having some serious behavioral issues, and I'm at my wits' end and over her. If anyone has any advice, thanks in advance. To start these issues started around a year ago, so she's seven. And at first, it was just arguing. Recently, she's, she's progressed to flat out ignore me and her stepdad arguing literally, literally over everything we say is constantly screaming at us over everything. Okay, so I guess this screaming. I gave her a few small chores, cleaning up her bedroom, wiping down, her, wiping down a few counters, and she throws tantrums every time I ask her to do them. I've tried asking her if something's going on and she wants to talk about wrong question you have to have better questions parents that's the wrong question I've tried reasoning with her bribing her to do things another error so that's two 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 strikes okay spending extra time with her even though all she ever does is complain about whatever whatever we're doing I would give you a strike for that because if she's complaining you're probably sending out those vibes to her and that energy she's feeding off of that it's hard, it's hard to take her out to out in public. <laughs> Grocery shopping, out to dinner, family events. That's what I say about my dogs. But if I tell her no for any reason, she immediately starts screaming and throwing a tantrum. tantrum. So I guess, Mom, it's hard to take her out in public. Grocery shopping, out to dinner, and family events. I don't even know what that means. That's why it's challenging when people send in emails that... Um, we don't have a lot of the background to the story that, that helps us and <laughs> helping these people. Um, well, it's got to be a reason why she is, okay. you know, she's going crazy. She does okay. not want to go shopping. Well, is she is she going crazy because, uh, you know, the, she wanted something and the mother said no? Okay, so so for not, no, for she immediately starts screaming and throwing a tantrum. She started wetting her pants, not because she has bladder issues, but because she doesn't feel like getting up and going to the bathroom or because someone told her or told her to hold on a second instead of holding it she just goes I've tried rewarding 
good behavior and grounding her, taking things away as punishment, but I feel like I'm constantly battling her. I have no clue what else to do. My household is a constant war zone. We both love her so much, and it's so difficult to see her upset all the time, but I've tried everything. I can't think of besides letting her do whatever she wants and walk all over us. Oh my God, you just give me a call. It's easier than, than trying to go through this. So number one, I'm just going to diagnose it for a minute and then I'm going to let Barbara take over. So you said stepdad. So that means first issue for her, number one, is seven years old. All we want in life is this perfect family. We want our parents together, our brothers and sisters, everybody in the same house. So her life has been blown apart in a million pieces. So the first thing you need to do is start understanding her world. Okay, understanding where she's coming from. She's a seven-year-old child that her dad, I don't know what happened to him, but he's gone. I don't know. He's in her life. And she's angry at some. She's angry. And who is she going to take it out on? She's going to take it out on you. And she's definitely going to take it out on the stepdad because that's not her real dad. And she knows that. It's just unfortunate that, that how these things play out. And, you know, that's why she's arguing with you. She blames you. Okay, whether it's your fault or not, she needs to place the blame somewhere. Seven years old, they're very mature and they know what they, and they know what they're feeling. And as parents, we sometimes push their feelings down and we tell them that you're not feeling that. Why are you angry? I didn't do anything. Well, that's the problem. You didn't do anything. So I think number one, you need to start understanding where she's coming from. Imagine if you were seven years old, your parents split up, and then you ended up going with your mom, and ended up going with your mom, and she found a boyfriend that got married, and you have a stepfather. So put yourself in those shoes, and how would you feel? You know, how would you react? What would your emotions be like? Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, so that'll take, so the screaming and stuff. She, you gave her a few small chores, cleaning up the bedroom, wiping down counters. She throws ten, temper tantrums when I told her to do them. So I guess that's another challenge right there is the way you're going at her. I think you're going at her from a confrontational standpoint. And when you go at her like this, she's going to come at you like this. You think you could tell somebody, clean down, clean down the counters, make your bed, clean up your room. You think she's going to say, oh, mom, thank you. Oh, I would love to do that. Would you do that? Would you be happy if your mother did that to you? Hmm? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the small chores, you got to find a way to, to talk to her, to build rapport with her. Like I said, understand her world and, and, and communicate with her and not come from a place of dictatorship and, and telling her what to do. And it's more lines of a negotiation. And I know Barbara's going to disagree with me on this, but it's like a negotiation. You've got to be nice. If you want to try to help her and guide her and mentor her through these years, you've got to be willing to, you know, balance the scales a little bit. And taking her out in public, I mean, I think she's feeling... She's feeling that, that negativity inside of you, that you're scared. And when you feel scared, she's going to feel scared. And how she's going to express those feelings of, of fear is she's going she's gonna to throw tantrums. I mean, maybe she needs more attention. I have no idea. I mean, but it's something to start with. Uh, in the wedding, the pants, I... I I think there's deeper stuff going on there, honestly. I agree with this one, and I don't remember wiping counters at seven years old. Seven years old should be playing and uh, having a good time, not cleaning the house. Um, not at seven years old. And if she yeah. is wetting her pants, then it's a little bit more deep, deeper than um, I would be concerned about that. Yeah, because that's... that's um, that's a sign of something a little bit more deep. And um, crying as I am being out, that's got to be a reason. You didn't specify why she is crying, if that is a reason, if, if you deny her something, or uh, 
you don't want to buy something, you don't want to pay for something. She's only seven years old, you know. So if she is doing that. Did you try to hug her? I don't know. That's yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's hard to uh, give advice on this one because we don't know the whole situation there. So, so I think that um, I think really you should you should be talking to talking to a doctor or something. On honestly, you know the 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 wetting the pants. That's a that's a sign of deeper trauma somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say any more than that, but I think Definitely. you need to. I think you need to go outside this whatever you're trying to to get advice from and, and, and really go see, go talk to a doctor, go talk to a pediatrician and explain, you know, the situation and really be honest with them and give them all the information they need so they can help her. Um, and then I just, I just close it out by saying, uh, rewarding good behavior and grounding her. That's, you, you, it's, it, you can't parent like that. You can't parent by manipulating them or rewarding them. There's no way you can parent like that. It's not successful. Punishing them, that, that just makes them hate you more. No, punishments don't work anymore. Punishment never works. It makes you makes them hate you more. Yeah. And it sounds like you're all over the map here. I, taking things away. Um, you're constantly battling her. Listen to the language you're using. You're battling her. Okay? And who wants to be in a battle with their child? So you need Especially to... Especially seven-year-old. So... I think that if she was my seven-year-old, what I would do is I would um, I would actually sit down with her, um, not inside the house, um, any kind of serious conversations. I recommend parents leave the house, go to a child's favorite restaurant, the park, whatever, because even at seven years old, they feel as though they get that sense that they're being controlled in the environment and it's not neutral territory. So go somewhere neutral and... Um, Some more fun. Somewhere fun and start the conversation at off with um, something like. Um, they don't want to tell me something. Well, something about uh, be vulnerable with them. Show them, tell her how you're feeling, how how sad you feel, how anxious you feel, and uh, what's troubling you. And um, ask her what you're doing wrong. What how am I? What am I doing wrong as a parent? And then if she tells you, express to her that, um, ask her how, how you know, re-emphasize her feelings. So if she's feeling, feeling frustrated, angry, sad, re-emphasize that and say, wow, We're gonna how, how, well, how bad does it get when I'm not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a parent? How bad does it get for you? And then follow up with a question. Give her some space to answer that question. Let her let her exhale a little bit. And okay, because she's seven and seven years old, they're smart. And then uh, finally wrap it up. It's like, how can you? What can you do? What kind of advice could you give me to help me better understand you and help me better do things different? So that um, we understand each other better. And they definitely don't want to clean the house. Yeah, but that's another thing. That's you got to get my rule, my new book coming out, uh, House Rules of Harmony, and we take care of all that in the book. Okay, what do we got here? <sighs> I love this one. Okay, so this is like big headlines. Anybody got any questions? Hi, Nina. How are you? <laughs> so glad you joined. Who else is there? Hi, Eva. Eva's watching. Michael's there. You can see us now. No, the phone on the Facebook live feed is in a candy dish. It's on a three-tier candy dish from Poland. My other one for Instagram Live is on a tripod, so it's fancy. So I thought we'd stream for Barbara's peeps on Facebook Live. So we're doing multiple things here. Okay, so this is, um, this is a tough one. So my partner got sole custody of his daughter because her mom is an addict who had three babies born addicted to heroin one right after the other. My partner is not the father of these three children. The three half-siblings went to a foster family. At first, the foster mom, let's call her M, was very accommodating, making sure daughter saw her siblings on a regular basis. Are you listening? Yes. Why is he up there? I don't know. 
That's a dog. Nina, that's Jax. He's from Vegas. Um, make it show my daughter saw her siblings on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Then some weird things went down. After the fact, we surmised that M had been telling daughter that the oldest sibling, three years old, was having such a hard time dealing with daughter not being... <laughs> Well, you want to put him down? I'm the not the one this? I need them. You want to put him down? He doesn't want to go down. Yes, he does. No. Come on, Jackson. <laughs> I took him home from Vegas and he wasn't like that. It's been a year. Oh, my God. He doesn't like it. I fed you a hamburger tonight. Oh, my God. He's not on the next show. He's distracting. Okay, where was I? So the oldest daughter having such a hard time, my partner obviously said, I understand you miss your siblings, but you're my child and I love you and have a home here with me. I'm not sending you to live with M. After this, M gets weird and stops being accessible. She had entertained this idea. Oh, this is what M is claiming a social worker. Okay, so I don't I don't even know where to go. I'm sorry, I just feel like this whole thing is a crazy circus of insanity, and the one person suffering the most is an 11-year-old child. In the near future, there is going to be a meeting with everyone involved. Does any, do you have any insight, words of wisdom, clarifications, or whatever? We're so upset with this woman, honestly a little nervous about sitting across the table from her. It's hard to think clearly when the person you're trying to deal with for the benefit of a child who is missing her sibling is acting like a dog barking at shadows. You know, I, I I have nothing to say for this. I have nothing nothing to offer here. It seems like it's just it's a chaos. It's like, you know, forty different kids, half siblings, foster family. It's all over the place. Um so M so M went to Heroin's mom house to got her sign something giving permission to see the therapist against the wishes of the social worker. I'm sorry, M. Uh, totally messed up situation. Looking for any input? Send me an email, and we can talk. Cause I, I, I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, what's up at richiepryor.com? I'm not gonna get past that one. Oh, okay. This is an awesome one. Um, usually we don't take these, but I'm gonna read this one because this is maybe a little bit fun. Found my girlfriend's sex tape with her ex that was posted without her consent. Okay, so I said parenting and relationships. This covers under the ground of relationships. I'm going to read and see if it's not triple X. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you guys are going to hear this. Recently, I was browsing a pornographic website and clicked on a video to watch. Do you think... Who who looks at porn anymore? Does anybody look at porn? Oh, it's it's just regular Polish candy, Michael. It's not good candy. So does anybody really look at porn anymore on the web? So halfway through, I realized the video was was of my now girlfriend. Oh, my God. I'm not supposed to be laughing. And she was having sex with her ex-boyfriend. The video is of her with her back on the camera the whole time. So only the ex-boyfriend and I know who she is. It may seem I'm reaching here, but I can hear her voice. Oh, what was she saying? I can see her body, and I can tell it's her from the way she, she has sex. I tried to give myself many reasons as to why it wouldn't be her, but if I fall short and have watched the video 30 times... <laughs> Let me ask you something. Have you given yourself a happy ending after each of those 30 times? Um, she, she does not know this video was posted, and it was posted when, the f when we first started dating. I think she knows the video was taken. Um, you cannot see her face. And there is no anyone that can tell her besides myself that it's her and her ex. Part of me believes I should tell her to give her the information, to be honest and transparent, like I always try to be. However, the massive stress and embarrassment that would come from this knowledge would be severe. In, in addition, she would likely be unsuccessful in getting the video removed. I have heard that it's extremely hard to get removed. Wow, you are really running in some awesome circles, man. 
if you know people that uh, have porno videos on the internet. Um, and I also want relief of getting off my chest. What do you think I should do? I appreciate the feedback as I am going through a lot of emotions right now and I'm not sure what my next steps are. Can I start? Step number one, dude. You have a girlfriend. Why are you looking at porn on the internet? I guess that's a problem in itself right well, there. Well, maybe he was looking for the video. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't know there was a video out there. Because that would shock the hell out of me. You know, if I'm browsing around and I see Barbara. Oh, is that Barbara? It's like, so what do you do? Um, dude, tell her. Tell her that it's out there. Maybe she can do something about it. But it's probably, what was the site again? <laughs> now I kind of want to see the video. That is kind of <laughs> insane, to be honest with you. But uh, I would definitely, uh, I would definitely, um, you know, look into the situation and see if it's going to benefit anybody or, or it's going to just make situation worse. You know, I mean, if you feel like, I don't think you're lying to her. You're just not telling her. And if you can't see her face, you can't be 100% sure that it's her. So be yeah. careful what you say and how you say it because it's a very, and no, no one wants to be out there and um, it's a very touchy situation. So, yeah. So, so again, before I would, before I would approach her, I would say one thing is that, listen, honey, uh, first you got to figure out why you're going to have to explain to her why you are uh, watching porn on the internet. Okay. So that's number one. You got to yeah. figure that out. Uh, so once you get that, excuse or reason in your head just tell her maybe maybe there are royalties maybe maybe she could get royalties like Seinfeld gets for the rest of her life for the video I have no idea but I think you should tell her and if that's her she should be aware of that that's out there instead of getting um, get him sideswiped by her parents maybe her dad I don't know maybe her dad or mom watch porn and they see their daughter over there and that's that would be horrifying for her so I think you should uh, I think you should come clean Get it off your chest and uh, let her know it's out there. Be a good guy and do that. Anybody get any questions? Who else? Nobody else? You think she will leave him? Eva said she'll leave him. She will leave him if he finds out that she was having... So she'll leave him if he finds out... If she finds out that he was looking at porn on the internet? No. Would you would you leave me if I was looking at porn? I think everyone, every man does that. I, what? Yeah. You think every man looks Once at porn? Once in a lifetime, I think they all do. Just the curiosity. Oh, that's so that's so worldview. That's like no way. What? I would. I haven't looked at porn on the internet in a week. No, no, it's a once in a lifetime. Like, I think everyone wants to know because it's just that curiosity. That's all. No way, because the Secret Service are, are watching. The, the government's watching you when you go on these porn sites, yeah. and it's all blackmail. But no, it's like when I when was the first time I did porn. That must have Where's been. What's Mike saying? <laughs> right, it's not her. It's not him. He's the current boyfriend. It's the ex. Yeah. It's her old boyfriend, yeah. But who knows? Maybe she made the tape last week and she's cheating on him, too. That could really throw a wrench into things. Well, he didn't mention that. Right, so you don't know. But, you know, the last time I watched porn was um, 25 years ago, honestly. And I'm not lying. You know, live sex acts, I watch that all the time. But uh, on porn on the internet, I'm only kidding. Porn on the internet was 25 years ago. It was like this thing. It was like, it was so awesome. And then you get sick of it. But I guess some people are addicted to it. I mean, they must have porn, porn anonymous classes or something that you go to. Uh... Well, thank God I don't have that problem. Michael says, don't tell her. So Michael says, don't tell her. I said, tell her. Barbara says, what did you say? I, I said you have to assess the situation if it's necessary to tell her. That's it. So, so there you he's go. dating her. He should know. So there you go. you got a bunch of different options for yourself. I hope it works out. And, um, you know, send us that link to the site. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
Mike, women don't like when men look at other women. If you can't see her, don't tell her. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you can't see her, don't tell her. Exactly. That's how I feel. Yeah, because you, you got to explain why you was why you were serving porn, dude. Just, just. Okay, okay, we're gonna move on now. <laughs> um, I feel like the responsibility of being a single parent is crushing me. I'm a single mother. My son is five. Dad is not in the picture. I work full time as a nurse. Today I had the day off, and I wanted to go to I Ikea with my brother. My son asked if I could have the day off, too. My son asked if he could have the day off, too, and I said yes. But between my son and my brother, who is a personal pers who has a personality disorder, and trying to make my plan suit both of them, I just crashed completely and ended up bawling my eyes out for an hour instead. I feel like the responsibility of being a single parent while working and also trying to do just a few things for me is crushing me completely. I don't know how to make things better or easier. You don't have to make anything anything better. Next time, send your son to school, leave your, leave your brother at home, and go to Ikea yourself. <laughs> I couldn't have said anything better. Self down for being a single parent because there's a lot of single parents out there and they are doing beautifully. Mom, you and are... I'm sure you're doing great, too. Mom, you are... You are just having a bad day. Yeah, Mom, you're rocking this shit. Leave the personality disorder brother at home. You don't need... The, he's not your responsibility. No. Maybe maybe you feel as though he is at some level and you wanted to do something with him, but don't take, don't take on all that stuff by yourself. You know, do something for you, you know. Oh, you wanted to go to that key with your brother. That, that could have been interesting. So, um, yeah. I don't know how long that trip is going to take with somebody with multiple personalities, but um, I'm not, not to make fun of that. I, I, I'm not. I'm just, you got to do something for you. You got you to gotta take care of yourself. Um, and you don't want to get to a point where you're crashing because, and you're crying because that's going to affect your son. And, uh, and your brother also. And your They're brother also. They, you know, they're the one that cost, you know, you being emotional or stressed out. Yeah, if you're a single parent, you're doing an awesome job. And take things in stride, step by step, you know. Yeah. This too shall pass. And you deserve nothing but the best, that's for sure. So I hope that helps. Take care of yourself. What do we got? We have, oh, we only have one, one minute remaining. Wow, it's been an hour already? Oh, uh, Okay, has anyone ever quantified the neediness of kids? I can't even go into this one. Okay, next. No, no, no. Um, okay. My wife and I are both second marriage people with kids from our first, so we sometimes get in the luxury of sitting back and watching our children actually are instead of how we'd like to see them. Um, uh, I, can't, I can't get into this. We only have a minute left. Sorry. Next week, has anyone ever quantified the neediness of kids? So I'm going to summarize this one. We'll take this up next week for that person that sent that in. Is that... Your kids need you until they're at least 25. So be with them. <sighs> Nurture them. I don't care. Until they're 25, they need that connection with us as parents. Because we need to be there to give them, to help them find their identity and the place in this world. Because their friends won't. So they're not needy. You're just thinking of it that way. So closing notes. Um, thanks for the people at Toby's here. Uh... If you want a parenting class for free for teens, parent, ourparentcoach.com forward slash teens, ourparentcoach.com forward slash teens. You want to learn about our story, warriorsoflife.com, thewarriorsoflife.com. You can get that. Email us, what's up at richiepryor.com for any questions and join us Christmas Day. <laughs> and that's it. Our video feed ended from Instagram Live. But join us Christmas Day. We're going to be coming live from Poland. And we want to hear about everybody's disappointing Christmas, their Christmas gifts, drunk uncles, so on and so forth. We thank you for showing up. And I am hot. Jack is exhausted. Hi, Agnieszka. And uh, thank you all. If you missed any part of this and you want to hear us blab more, 
You can join us on our, um, you can find us on our Relationshifting podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. I'm out. It's Friday night. This was a lot of work, but we hope we served. Love you guys. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Eva. Thank you, Agnieszka. Yeah, Thank Emma. you guys for joining. You Bye, can... guys. Thank you for the support. Love you. Emma, you can come and get him. <laughs> you can come and get Jack. He's mean. Look at <laughs>